Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. This is a very special episode of the Almost Famous Podcast. We are together in person. Yes, we have Ashley, Trista, and Bob. The whole freaking almost famous family <laughs> is together. Maybe for the first time. Is this the first time we've ever hung out? In person. In person with podcastable stuff. But podcastable. We were all the Janner wedding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that was a long. That was six time ago. over six years ago. We decided today. Yeah, it was probably the last time we were together. Yeah, the first yep. time we were together, and now's the second. We're in Tahoe. Uh, this is a big kind of iHeart podcast celebration. A lot of different podcasts are here. We're lucky enough today to sit down uh, and chat together about 23andMe. This is something really fun that everybody participated in. Uh, it's become very popular over the last, I don't know how many years it's existed, but it just keeps getting better. But to start, I'm going to start with Bob and Trista. Trista, let's start with you. Um, what was your life like? I don't think I've ever asked you this question and we've done a lot of different conversations together that have been recorded. What was your life like before you went on the bachelor? Oh my gosh. That's a big question. Now we're both Hoosiers. So we can just say that we we... are both Hoosiers. That's a big deal for us. People, do you know what a Hoosier is? Oh yes. (laughs) You know the story behind it real quick. Tell it. Okay. So one guy was, so a Hoosier is what the mascot is for Indiana, Indiana university. Exactly. The story goes, there's many different stories to this, but the, the story that I hear the most often is one guy was standing on one side of the Ohio River. Okay. Another man was standing on, on the Indiana side of the Ohio River. Okay. And the person on the Ohio side kept yelling, who's there? No, he did. I who's have never there? heard this story. Yeah. And the person, ba- yeah. And that's how they got Hoosier because it sounded like Hoosier. And the guy would respond, who's, oh, no, the guy on the Indiana side was yelling at the Ohio guy, Hoosier. Hoosier. The guy would say, who's there? And he goes, Hoosier. Hoosier, who's there? Okay, because it's not just if you went to Indiana University. It's if you were from Indiana. So I've always been a Hoosier because I was born in Indy. Mm -hmm. And that made me a Hoosier before I was an IU Hoosier. That's right. Now we're official. (laughs) So So that's a good start here. You grew up in Indiana. I was born in Indiana. Lived there for four years. Moved to St. Louis with my mom and dad. I was raised in St. Louis until I went to college at IU. And then I went to grad school in Miami. And that's kind of what, and I applied for, to be on The Bachelor, to this new reality show uh, while I was a grad student. While Same. I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Ashley coming in hot. All he said was come in quiet. <laughs> Bam, did not happen. Um, while I was living in Miami, working as a as a physical therapist, I applied for the Bachelor in Miami, and that's kind of you know at least the geographical data. 
<laughs> well, okay, real quick, just to follow up then. Yeah. This new reality show came out. Mm-hmm. How did you hear about it, and why did you say that's something I want to try? On Extra. I was watching Extra one night on my couch in Miami, and I had gotten off work at, Un- at Miami Children's Hospital and was watching it. Extra, and they had um, Lacey Pemberton, who I'm sure you both know, all of you know. She's casting director for, longtime casting director for the Bachelor franchise. And she was on Extra talking about this new reality show. And I thought, well, that could be fun. I could travel. I could meet some friends, maybe meet a guy. It had nothing to do with the guy at that point. Right. I just wanted to have fun. So anyway, that's that's how I applied. And now you're here with your husband and your son in Tahoe. Yeah. It's great to see you all together. Okay, Bob, on to you now. What was your life like right before the show? Oh, it was uh it was interesting. So I (laughs) I actually never applied to be on the show. So I had a really weird um thing so i was a classic man story yeah men never sign themselves up or so they say my brother-in-law had the best story about it so (laughs) so i had uh i'd written some songs for a movie called the truth about cats and dogs which was janine garofalo and uma thurman and so i got this kind of uh i got this big check basically and so i was like you know i'm not gonna be a touring musician anymore i'm almost 30 and I'm not Journey, so not, am I ever going to be Journey? I don't know. So I decided I was going to start this mortgage company, and I was going to make a difference in the world. So I did, and I partnered with um, uh, a, a buddy of mine from high school. We hired a bunch of really great staff uh, to work for us. Those women submitted my information uh, to The Bachelor and, without me knowing. So when they, And I had just had reconstructive knee surgery, so I had this big leg cast on, and I had gained like 20 pounds. So all of a sudden, I get a call from Lacey Pemberton, And I think it's a joke because I didn't sign up to be on the show. And someone's name is Lacey, who works for a show called The Bachelor. I'm like, this is just too good to be true. And her her voice was kind of like, hi, it's Lacey. I don't know. Maybe she had a cold. But it sounded like a guy trying to be a girl. And I told told Lacey this story before, so I don't feel bad saying it. But And I was like, oh, I'm sure your name is Lacey. And I'm sure you work for a show called The Bachelor. Yeah, that sounds, that would happen every day in Detroit. So, uh, you know, no thanks. I appreciate it. And they're like, well, no, we really, you know, we really want to meet you. Would you do a demo tape for us? And I'm like, so what? You want me to be like the fat guy in your blooper reel getting out of the shower? Like, hi, Trista. I'm like, no, thanks. I'm good. So they're like, are you, you're seriously not going to send in a tape? I'm like, no, I, I'm, I'm okay. Thank you. So then they, uh, I, I had an old school fax machine right next to my desk, like the kind that makes the weird noise with the thermal paper. Yeah. And they faxed me over a thing to fill out for a plane ticket. And I flew out to they're LA. I know. I flew out to LA with my leg cast on. And your beeper. And my <laughs> So they paged me. They paged me and I responded. No, so I got there and um and I met all these girls at the pool and I was having drinks and singing songs and I didn't realize I was supposed to be like on sequester. Yeah. And so uh Sally Ann Salsano came out uh at the time she was one of the co EPs of the show and she came out and basically like they filmed me in the hot tub and she yelled at me from the balcony, Hey jackass. And I, of course, was like, yes. yes. <laughs> she goes, get up here. And so I actually did my, uh, my on-camera interview in board shorts and a T-shirt. Of course you got gas. Yeah. So they're like, and, I, and I, we were just laughing. And I heard the, like, they had like camera lines going through to the uh, adjoining suite. And I would say something stupid. I'd hear people just cracking up in there. And I'm like, who's over there? Yeah. She's like, you'll find out soon enough. Don't worry. 
And so then, you know, I walk over there. It's Chris Harrison, Mike Fleiss, all those guys are like, you need to be on this show. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And then I'm looking at the board, uh, like literally the pictures of guys up on the board. I see Ryan, you know, the eventual <laughs> champion. And uh, <laughs> I see him. He's like, he's standing there like just yoked. Yeah. Like, former sitting, NFL player. Sitting, yeah, former NFL, and I, I got like a cheeseburger and a Guinness. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, that was how I ended up on the show. And then Ashley... Yeah, we're going to tell a story again. I feel like this is told at least yearly. You're going to tell it. Really? Okay. Yes. Wait, do we start <laughs> Do we start with where I was born? Like Trista started you where can I was born? Start wherever you're at. He, he asked pre-show. So I was oh, okay. talking about what happened. Okay. Well, and and I'll so give Trista a and I are both like born in Indiana. Yeah. So we have that together. <laughs> so that's why that was brought in. Okay, I'll bring mine in just because everybody's confused by the fact that on the show, it said Ashley's from Jersey. Yeah. Okay, so I was yes. living in New Jersey for like a year before the show but i was very clear i was like i want you to put my hometown great falls virginia because that's where i've lived for 20 years like that's my hometown um that's where my parents still live you know whatever that'll always be like home and they did not want to listen because they were like this girl is a jersey girl (laughs) um and i was born there two very jersey parents love jersey love considering that part of like my home as well Um, But I was born there two years there. Then we moved to Boston for a couple of years when my dad was in his residency up there. And then we live in Virginia forever. And then I bounced around. But then, but like, but like Trista, I also applied while in grad school because I thought, I don't know what the next step in my life is. (laughs) It's going to be fun. You know, I was in broadcast journalism, so wrong reasons. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it all works out, right? And now I have this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Some, Look at you using your major. I'm yeah. so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Somehow life comes full circle. For me, I was uh, I was in college at Indiana University. I go Hoosiers. Go Hoosiers. I had a girlfriend at the time <laughs> that I was very serious about, uh, and we broke up. And uh, she broke up with me. And so my buddy goes, let's just get away. Like, let's not get jobs out of college. Let's just move to South America and teach and just hang out for as long as we want. So we moved to Peru. And I was living in Cusco, Peru. Oh, my favorite. Uh, You've been. I freaking love it. It's a beautiful place. A wonderful place to be. Love it. And so we were down there for a few months. I got really homesick. So I stopped teaching, which as a result... uh, canceled my um, place to live because I was leaving living with the teachers. And so I went into the um, office for the city and I said, hey, I just need a job for like another month. And they said, do you have any farming background? We just had the zookeeper uh, quit. And I said, my grandpa had two horses. And they go, that's good enough. I'm not kidding. This is a true story. (laughs) I was the zookeeper at the Cusco Rescue Zoo. For a full month of my life, I fed bears. I have pictures to prove this. Uh, we had bears. We had uh, uh-huh. co- uh, we had eagle. We had hawks. We oh had monkeys. I'm so jealous. We had uh, a puma, uh, an ostrich, and this j- uh, the zoo. You had to actually walk into um, the their like habitats to feed them. So you'd have one person stand and block with like a stick. You'd kind of bang it across uh-uh. the ground to keep the animals back. And you would uh-uh. dump the food. Uh-uh. 
And at that point, then I raised, got enough money to fly home. My parents probably would have paid for my plane ticket, but I was too prideful. Oh my god! I get back. Thank to you. Never, have you never shared? <laughs> this I'm never. Story? I don't think I've ever shared this story. No, I never knew he was a zookeeper. What I does knew a puma he lived eat? out of the country huh? in South America, yeah. Central America. For what a while. does a puma eat? Uh, and how does someone? <laughs> How does someone who's not a zookeeper even get, know what a puma is? So, is this just instinctual? Are you just like, I'm going to give them some tuna fish? Like, no, we get? get the... So every morning, the grocery store would have a shipment of all food that got outdated come in like a day uh, old, like uh. me, that was still good enough for animals to eat, but like humans couldn't consume it due to oh whatever God. regulations. And so we would get that and we would chop it up in the sizes that the animals could eat and then we would dump it. But like with the birds, it was really hard with the birds that were meat eaters because they would stand on over the top of you. Commodores would stand over the top of you, and they're like nine-foot wingspans and just squeal. Rah, rah, rah. And they'd be like right above you on the tree branches trying to take the food. It's oh wild. My God. Is, there's a thousand stories from that month oh that God. I could How share. How did lead into The Bachelor? I'll tell you. So <laughs> I t- I'll tell you. So I have an obsession in life, especially when I was younger, to create stories because my grandfather was a storyteller. And then this is, this is where this will end very quickly now. And that was a great story. But I got back home, went to Denver, had a job, wasn't dating, wasn't good at my job, had no friends, got super sad, wasn't creating any stories for like six months of my life. And the chief marketing officer at my company came up and she said, let's get you like out of here. Like, let's, you got to find out something. And so her and I, I, I will say, sat down at her computer and signed up for the show because she's like, this could be something for you. Like this could be your next step. That is so, so sweet. Yeah. You had the title speaking of like, you know, I have yeah. my Jersey title and you had the title of software salesman, but then in your book, you yeah. reveal that you actually just wrote the booklets. Well, so I was a software salesman after the bachelor. So I moved up. I got, oh. I got promoted cause I stayed, I kept that okay. job for a year and a half after I was the bachelor. And for, I mean, obviously, like you go on national television, they put you in sales. Yeah, they they upgraded me. Yeah. So for some, they downgrade. For me, they upgraded. Oh my gosh, they would. Wait a second, wait a second. Explain what you were doing before the upgrade. You were writing the instructional book. I was a user manual writer. You must have wanted to die. No, it was terrible for me. (laughs) Think about me. I get paid now to talk. (laughs) Back then, I, I got paid to do test scripts. And like case studies on our software and run, uh-uh. bu- yeah, run bug system and then write uh-uh. a user manual on how to process oh through the God. bug. It was really hard on me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then I went on the show and the rest is history. Uh, so that's how we all got on the show. Now, I, I, I want to talk about all this because this podcast is a 23andMe podcast. Yeah. And a lot of it is about our origin stories or about even our ancestral stories of where we come from, who we are. What makes us us? And that's what I want to talk to all of you about today. So everybody in the room has taken the test. Yep. Uh, I, I'm going to start back. I think we have a good flow with Trista. What made you decide to take this test? What made you excited about it? I feel like I've always been just really curious. And I guess curiosity is just part of my nature, you know? And I... So... I'll share a little story in that when I grew up, I always knew that on my dad's side of the family, I had, uh, they call it in the, in the 23 and me, they call it indigenous American. Now that's, that's what it's titled. And so I grew up knowing that I had some Cherokee blood in me. 
And, but I didn't know how much, and you know how, so my kids are at the point where we're five years away from Ryan and I being empty nesters, which is freaking crazy crazy to me. Like it scares me to death. I don't know what I'm going to do without my children in my world. An empty nest is not empty. I know, (laughs) I know, but still. Um, so anyway, so we're talking, I mean, college is still a ways away, but talking about college and it kind of brought back memories about me in college. And I'm thinking, oh gosh, like, you know, scholarships, whatever. So when I was applying for, for scholar, for, you know, scholarships or whatever, and I didn't get any for college, I just, you know, paid for it. Um, it came up as, you know, you do have some indigenous American in you. And I never applied for that kind of scholarship, but I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe with 23 and me, I can actually figure out how much my sister-in-law did this <laughs> did with she? the same thing. Yeah. Cause they have, they have some native American. A little of, bit. Um, right. Yeah. And I honestly think it's like any percentage you can apply if you are, you didn't have enough. I, yeah, exactly. You, you, well, yeah, I, you're curious. Sure you're that curious. I was no. curious. Yeah. yeah that's see, why, yeah. that's why I did it. Cause yeah. I wanted to see, I was curious. I, and I think honestly, these results are so freaking comprehensive Yeah. in terms of your health. And it's not like a diagnosis by any means, but I really feel like it's, it's amazing information. So I'm really glad I did it, but that's why I think one of the reasons that I did it. Yeah. You're intrigued. We're going to get in the health questions here later on, because that is a huge benefit. 23 and me. Uh, especially for those that are parents, you know, um, you can help your kids, tell your kids kind of what your health history is within your family. It's a big benefit. Yeah. So for you, Bob, again, same question to you, when this was offered to you, what made you excited about taking it? Um, yeah, I, I was curious too. Um, and I too was under the impression that I had indigenous American Indian in my, uh, bloodline as well. Cause I've been told that my whole life. Until this report pops up and tells me that I don't. So How does that's that make you feel? I feel robbed. Yeah. I feel. Uh, I feel. <laughs> I feel victimized right now. I think that I. I I'm challenging my test results. So I'm going to call the 23andMe folks. We're going to do it again. But um, no, I was curious because you know um, my my I've always heard that I was American Indian Irish, yeah. and um, the Irish definitely shows up on there. But what else? I mean, what else shows up then? Uh, I got some some France. We got some Germany. What else do I have on my thing here? But actually, I did. I went like one step further. So I started doing all the yeah. test questions. And so I started getting a lot of information. I, I, I have some Switzerland in me, British and Irish, uh, broadly Northwestern European, <laughs> Greek and Balkan. I love Greek food. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sardinian. I don't really like sardines. I know that's not the same thing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I got a lot of good stuff on here. But, you know, surprisingly, the one thing that didn't show up was indigenous American Indian. So I'm a little surprised by that. Well, and it could be, I mean, it, it is one of maybe one of the benefits of 23andMe is, you know, for, you got to think, like our grandparents were told stories, mm-hmm. but they didn't have the technology and the ability to actually prove that those stories were true or false or kind of how they worked out. And now we do. And then yeah. now you get a better picture totally. uh, and a clearer picture of where you come from, who you are. Um Ashley, for you, why did you say yes to this? Well, now I'm regretting not giving my kit to Jared because he's definitely more of the mutt. He doesn't really know as much about his background as I do. 
my sister had taken a 23andMe test a couple years ago. Everything is not only what she got a couple years ago, but also pretty much exactly what we have been told our entire lives we are. We really are. I will say that I am only 21% Italian, which makes me sad because I thought I was a full quarter. Uh, <laughs> you're close. You didn't swipe your mouth uh, on the Italian side. Yeah. You know? no, no, Lawrence also said it was 21%. Isn't was that like, wild really? though? I mean, how accurate it is. Yeah, your sister, it's I mean, it's a great so way to test it. So yeah, it's so crazy that it's the exact same as my yeah. sister. And we did years apart. We have different spit and all that. <laughs> <laughs> did you pull up your relatives? So, like I pulled up yes, all my relatives. I did. Yes, my cousins there. My dad's yes. there. Like my like, I've got first a lot cousin of people and my here, dad. Yep. Um, and then some. And then, and then it's like all of a sudden they're like th third cousin and like yes. far off cousins. I'm like, yes. wow. I'm surprised that I don't have more people in my immediate family who have taken this test. Same. Yeah. Well, that's a great segue there, Bob, because I, I wanted to talk. One of the cool parts about the test was seeing relatives mm -hmm. uh, and seeing the third cousins, second cousins. Uh, we'll just open it up here. There's no direct question to anybody. Was that interesting for you all to see oh, yeah. your relatives? I thought that was one of the coolest parts. Yeah, I think so too. It's really I, interesting. I have to say, so this is on the heels, like us taking this test is on the heels of... Ali Fedotowski sharing how she yeah. did. Did you hear about that? Have you no. guys talked about it? So Ali took 23, I think it was 23 and me. And she found out that she has a sister that her father didn't even know what he had given. Like he before had before he ever got you, did it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still looking at the names. Give me time. Yeah. Before he ever so, got with yes. Ali's mom, he had a child and never and even knew that she was conceived. Know. Right. Oh my so God. she didn't know she had a sister. And so oh going, boy. going into this test, I'm thinking, Okay, this is Allie's life right now. Yeah. Can of worms, right where, there. Where yeah. holy cow, do we really want to take this? And you know, nothing like that happened for Ryan and I. Think, but so God. interesting still. What? Like so interesting. So interesting. Yes, and she connected with this sister. Yeah. Just yeah. crazy. So, Just so crazy. Crazy, crazy story. Anyway, so that's kind of like a scary situation where it could it could really truthfully happen to mm -hmm. so many men oh yeah who if you're actually if you were sexually active with with anyone prior to the person that you ended up marrying it could be something that ha happens and pops up in your 23 and me yeah what keeps baby skin healthy a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Okay, so one of the cool parts about 23andMe, we've now discussed why we did it, uh, kind of what we found out, you know, the, the the really exciting parts about maybe getting up and seeing some relatives that have taken it as well and, and match with that. Uh, but I think, and I'm not a parent, but I think one of the interesting parts for me 
would be finding out uh, some of the health history mm-hmm. uh, and some of the things that you should look out for in your family. I know my mom took it and arthritis and, and heart disease kind of pops up in there. Yeah. Uh, so for you all uh, that are now parents, all three of you are, are parents, that, was this something that you looked at? Did you do any, I guess the second follow-up question would be, did you do anything with this information um, after you saw kind of what you're more susceptible to? There is some stuff on here that's really interesting. Like, for example, and it's accurate. So I've clicked on this thing that said back hair. I'm like, oh. It says you, uh, your genetics predict you are 86% chance that you have little or no back hair. And I don't have it. Really? Yes. 14% chance you have at least some back hair. Then the same numbers for bald spots, which I don't have that issue either. You have gray hair. Thanks, pal. Yeah. 87% chance I do not have a bald spot. Wow. This thing is aces. Well, yeah. I, was saying, I was saying that about bunions. Exactly. It, was just, it says I have a high likelihood for bunions. My grandfather, and I said I don't need a test for that because it's right there in front of my face. <laughs> but yeah, my grandfather had it. My mom had them, and now I have them. See? And then it told me how many steps I walked this last uh, few days. Amazing. Which I don't really know exactly why that has that, or how it gets that. But I apparently <laughs> am uh, I'm clocking about 7,000 steps a day. Hey, wait this, a second. I'm... You lying about that? No. Swear. No. 7,101 steps per day. I mean, it's pretty accurate. Okay, so... How does it know that from me spitting in a vial of things? But I think it's fantastic. And I love you, 23andMe. (laughs) God bless you. Well, so before, Trista, we get to you here, I want to take a second, though. I'm amazed by 23andMe. And not because they're sponsoring the podcast. For real. But because, and this is going to sound like an infomercial. I don't know how to not make it sound like one. It's so easy to take. Yeah. Like, I think all of us are giggling and laughing because... The the ease at which you take this test, yeah, and the information that comes back, and yeah. the accuracy of this information, right? Like it would be different if we're looking at this being like that's not true. Like Bob's yeah. covered in back hair, and he is <laughs> as bald as a cucumber. Right? Like no, that <laughs> is yeah, that is very accurate. Uh, and also with Ashley and her bunions, like I don't think anybody on the, I mean anybody that knows Ashley knows that she has some very aggressive bunions. Thank you ben, yeah. for being honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like <laughs> the fact that uh, uh, this test, I mean I find it amazing could actually pick up on the fact that you have bunions. In the spit. Real, this and spit tells you this. Okay. I don't know. I don't even like the word spit. Like I that's know. pretty Sick. gross, saliva. right? There oh, you go. Saliva. Is that even better? I'm not really sure. <laughs> the, our collection. Yeah. But <laughs> this makes me appreciate You're, spit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I will say there are things on here. So there's all these traits. I'm just going to go through the list. Ability to match musical pitch, asparagus odor detection, bitter taste, bunions, cheek dimples, cilantro taste aversion, cleft chin, dandruff, earlobe type, ear wax type, eye color, fear of heights, fear of public speaking, finger length ratio, flat feet, freckles. Like the list goes on. It is so detailed. Where did you <laughs> find that? I want it's to find under that. traits. So um, it's under the health. And I will say, because I am a parent, yes, it is. it is important to me to know this stuff. But not necessarily to pass on to my kids just yet. For me, I want to know, like my dad, my grandfather had macular degeneration and I show up as having a slightly increased risk for that. And, and that's a scary thing, but it's something that I feel like I can talk to my doctor about, like, you know, maybe in 20 years or something like that. But knowing that I 
have an increased risk for that. And celiac disease shows up and as having a slightly increased risk. Type 2 diabetes, which I knew because my dad has it and my grandmother had it. Like I know that stuff, but having it in this form as a report, like a black and white report that says this is an increased risk, it's something that I can... You know, I was really concerned about breast cancer. Not that I have it in my family, but that shows up, the BRCA genes, and then like kidney disease and all these heart conditions. I feel like it's really great information that you can utilize to take to your doctor and actually start a discussion, Mm -hmm. start a conversation. That is so wild. And I just have to say one more time, just got to bring it up. You guys. We spit into a vial. Yeah. And somehow <laughs> right? from that, I mean, what? I mind boggled. This is like thinking about space. For real. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really interesting I'm connecting in the dots. I don't, I don't disagree bo- with you. Yeah, I think right? it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I think it's wild. And I mean, this is how like unknowledgeable I am. I'm thinking, like, what if I like had something weird to eat right before I did it? Right? You're I know not you. Can, to you do that. I know. Yeah. yeah. But like, people obviously are getting accurate results even through like whatever they're doing throughout the day. Yeah. Um. There's a great way to take the test. Right. You follow the directions. You you know your your mouth is clean. Everything's good. But you're right. The details of this are incredible. Okay. Yeah. So final question for you all. Now that you have the details and you have the information. What are you going to do with it? Or what has it done for you personally? We'll start with Trista again, because that's kind of our flow. Um, even if it's just enjoying it and reading it, what are you going to take from taking the 23andMe test? So it's hard for me to not bring Ryan into this. I wish I had it up um, like that I could actually read it. And What's your read ancestry? It to you. I want to know everybody. So his ancestry... Yeah. <laughs> but he has i think it's like it's like a very small percentage but he has like 0.2 percent neanderthal (laughs) there you go and that's awesome i have a little of that in myself as well there you go hold on i do i know so mind you this is my house for the past two weeks point two something like that i have I'll have to go back and look at it, yeah. but it's That's very why the minimal. Dude's so jacked. <laughs> he is. Yeah. He's yoked because yeah. he's a caveman. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Caveman. <laughs> yeah. So you guys, like my house, the last two weeks, three weeks, whatever it's he's been. He's like since. walking around eating raw meat. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you know, we have to procreate. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And Ryan. so, oh yeah, there's a lot of. Sorry to my children and my and my in-laws, but there's a lot of getting naked lately. <laughs> See, that's okay, a so great thing to take. That's a nice me. jokes from the 23 and me. Yeah. Life is yeah. good at, at the center household. Anyway, that's my life lately. That's funny. Say, so Bob, for you, what are you gonna take from this? You know, I like I, I'm gonna continue uh, filling out a lot of the questions that I didn't do yet. So there's like some stuff because I, I want my kids to know if there's Chance for genetic stuff, yeah. you know, things like that. Um, I am also going to use the the procreate Neanderthal thing <laughs> when I get home. <laughs> and I'm not sorry to my in-laws <laughs> about that. Um, <laughs> but I think it's kind of interesting. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in here that, I mean, I haven't even, I, 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 it's the tip of the iceberg for me. So totally. I'm going to go through and really start to answer some more of these yeah. things on the next reports and, 
and share that stuff with my family because I think it's important. And I, I've never known half of this stuff yeah. that I'm reading about myself right now. So. Yeah, and I mean, I don't want to diminish. I know, you know, this is all interesting and it's fun and you learn a lot, but I don't want to diminish that you're your story of your origin changed yeah. from this test. Yeah, yeah true. You yeah. know, and so that's a big deal for, for many people taking the test as they find out that, yes, what I've been told or what my family might have known yep. is not true to me. And I now, would you do with the, that what you want? I went from American Indian Irish to Neanderthal. <laughs> <laughs> He's stealing Ryan's title. Is that how that works? I, too, am a caveman. <laughs> He's jealous. Uh, Ashley, I am. for you. Okay, um, for me, I think it's kind of like a storytelling, like origin thing. Oh, God, I am becoming my husband. It's an origin story. It's, it's the origin story of Superman, our son, Dawson. <laughs> I think it's like the ancestry part for me that I just really like. I think it'll be cool for like traveling purposes, just like throughout our kids or Dawson or possibly plural children's lives. To be like, you're like part of you from here. This is where like this great grandparent from this, where this great grandparent was from. Um, yeah, and you so can just, actually find like pinpoint the locations. Yeah, like I'm looking at this yeah. map right now, and I'm like, this is like we could travel here, and that's where you know 50 percent of me came from there. And yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So I think for me, it has to do with just kind of like knowing where your roots are. Yeah, yeah, it's all so great. Before we end today's podcast, uh, we do have a very special guest. Uh, it's late, but Ryan did step in because he cares um, <laughs> to talk about his 23andMe results. Now, we've already got a, a hint of this from Trista before you came in. We know some of your results, so don't be shy. Uh, what did you learn, Ryan, in your results? Well, the biggest thing, really the only thing I learned that I sort of stopped, I stopped after I saw was that I have some pretty um, unique Neanderthal roots, which is... Does that make you extra manly? I feel like it definitely does. Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> I think my ancestors were actually around before Homo sapiens, right? Sapiens, yeah. 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 I think that's how it works, right? The Neanderthals, so. like, they Neanderthal got together before with... before Homo sapiens, yeah. yeah. Can so. I ask you a question that you might know, because I'm sure you've researched it, and it might make me sound totally, totally unknowledgeable, and that's fine. Uh, aren't we all at some level having roots from Neanderthals? <laughs> Apparently not. I think okay. they're, I think, so I don't know wh where the actual homo sapien like, side of things came from, but they entered the picture after the Neanderthals. So my family, your family came onto the planet Earth after my family. <laughs> So you're an so origin. You're, you're, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you've been around since That's the very answer, beginning. Yeah. That okay. answers a lot of questions I've always had about Ryan is how does yeah. he have such big muscles? Um, yeah, we had to. Yeah, like you we had were, to. We were wrestling like woolly, woolly mammoths. And yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. It wasn't, wait, easy. Wait. it wasn't easy. I'm looking up the definition. Okay. Neanderthals, by definition, are an extinct species um, or subspecies of archaic humans that lived in Eurasia about 40,000 years ago. While the cause of their extinction remains highly contested, demographic factors like small population size, inbreeding, and random fluctuations are considered <laughs> to be likely factors. And this is a photo. Doesn't look at all like rhyme. Oh, yeah, I can see the resemblance. Yeah. yeah. Brows and such. 
Ryan, <laughs> how did you feel when you read your results? Uh, was any, I mean, this is obviously uh, super interesting, I think, that yeah. you have those roots, but did anything else pop up with your health history or things you're more susceptible to that, that kind of stood out? Um, health history, not really. I think some of the interesting things were um, that I have a tendency, or I guess I'm less likely to be able to sneeze with a full stomach. No, Pardon gift, this? You know? This is yeah. one of the things that they talk about on 23 yeah. and Me. Oh, yeah. yes. And it's crazy. So some if, people can't sneeze when too full. And I apparently have a good <laughs> chance of being one of them. So, <laughs> so although I, like in you know, t- full disclosure, I, the other night I had a bowl of cereal and <laughs> shortly after sneezed. Uh-huh. So I'm wondering if maybe that, I admit that skipped me. Yeah, You're going to remember every time now that you've sneezed on a full stomach. Your I wouldn't say a bowl of cereal is a full stomach, though. That's yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a very big bowl of cereal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You eat. True. You, I'm used to like eating. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm used to eating yeah. large amounts of meat, <laughs> so cereal was not that big of a deal. So I think I'm still I'm still in the running for not sneezing with a full stomach. But but I think just like Neanderthal component aside, just just seeing sort of where your heritage came from, sort of that. Part of it was really interesting. To Can me. you share with us what you are besides Neanderthal? Since uh, we focus far, a lot on that. Of course, yeah. Like, none of it's really as important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was uh, Northwestern European, so German, French area. And then also there was a, a British component, which was more of an Irish side, mm-hmm. which s- seems to go correlate with what my parents have said okay. over the years. And then there was some... Um, Oh gosh, what's the term? I can't think of it. It's like Iceland and Greenland and that. Icelandic? Area. No, no, but that would be a good guess. Scandinavian. Scandinavian. Yeah, I had some Scandinavian in there, and um, and yeah, and then the rest of it I think was just full Neanderthal. But other than that, <laughs> were, it was mostly it. like it. But it was interesting just to see kind of where that came from. Now, Ryan, I would love to say like Trista's sitting over there like this is ridiculous right now. But right before you came in, um, she did seem very intrigued by your results. And in fact, kind of alluded that the 23andMe has uh, helped your intimacy as a couple. Yeah, well, it explains a lot. It really explains a lot. I, I'm able to use that as an excuse for like, listen, yeah. I mean, I can't help it. I can't help it. This I'm ready. 40,000 years of biology. Like um, you can't stop that. No, and she did, she mentioned it. And so I just wanna say kudos to you and kudos to 23andMe. Yes. Um, for supporting thank you, you in every way. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Changed life changing, really. <laughs> At least for the last week or so. Until next time, follow our lead. I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. I've been Trista. And I'm Bob. <laughs> that, that works. <laughs> the Neanderthal. <laughs> follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts.